0: Pastor Matthew Southall Brown Sr. affectionately referred to throughout Savannah and beyond as Pastor Brown. He's the fourth child of the late Mr. Christopher Brown and Mrs. Helen Brown. Pastor Brown received his Bachelor of Theology from the American Baptist School of Theology Extension in Nashville, Tennessee. He matriculated at Princeton School of Theology in Princeton, New Jersey. He also studied addiction sciences at the University of Miami on a grant from the city of Savannah. During his career in ministry, Pastor Brown has pastored four churches, Smyrna Baptist Church, Royal Ministry Baptist Church, the historic Nicholson Borough Baptist Church, and St. John Baptist Church, the Mighty Fortress, where he remained and retired after 35 years. He has also been honored with the title of Dean of Ministers in Savannah. Pastor Brown has received numerous honors from a wide range of organizations and governmental entities. In 2013, he authored his first book, He is currently writing his second book, How to Get Through It, Through Whatever. One of his most recent honors was he received an invitation from the United States House of Representatives to open that national body with words of meditation and prayer. Pastor Brown was also recognized by the National Baptist Convention Incorporated for well over 50 years of preaching and teaching the gospel. Overcoming by faith, please welcome Pastor Matthew Southall Brown, Sr.
1: You know, overcoming by faith make me feel like I'm um, somebody. Yeah. I want you to take your seats now. And I'm to, I want to say to that cadre of, of witnesses who were here this morning that I saw. Yesterday at the Civic Center at the uh, African American Festival promised me that you will be here and I'm not going to ask you to identify yourselves, but I see you (laughs) and I'm glad that you were here. You know, when I come to the pulpit. Those of you who have followed me over the years, I come with two sermons, one on paper because I realize that we are living in a sophisticated society now, and people want to know that you have taken some time to prepare for them. I have prepared for you. And then I come to the pulpit with a sermon in me. And whichever one the Holy Ghost dictates, that's the one that I preach. Now I want to thank uh, my former member, friend, um, Sheila Bishop. Sheila kept me on track along with Brenda Roberts as to when, what, and where. Now, Sheila informed me is that the clock? (laughs) Oh, how much time I remember when I was pastoring one of the churches, one of the four churches, and they said that, uh, you know, we need to put a clock in this building, in this sanctuary. So one of the deacons said, no, we don't need a clock for Pastor Brown. We need a calendar. (laughs) Listen. Can I just just talk to you out of the overflow this morning? Can I just do that? First of all, just let me say, what about the singing aggregation? Where's that young man? I I, I just want to celebrate the singing just for a few moments. Singing, listen, is the coming of angels. Nothing happened according to the word, until the angelic choir sang, Hosanna, 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 peace on earth, goodwill. And then something happened. I want to just say to this choir and this director, I don't know where he is now, but man, you did it. Oh, there, there you yeah. I can tell that you've been somewhere, and you've been touched by somebody. Thank you for your service. Now, Sheila told me how much time I have, (laughs) and I know that you have several activities this afternoon, and uh, if I don't get back here, I'm going to be trying. But I want to talk to you today out of just the overflow. And Brenda sort of keeps me on track as to where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be doing. All of a sudden, Pastor, it looks like I got something to say that everybody wants to hear. (laughs) And I'm 96 and a half going on 97. Uh, but before I do anything else, I told this couple sitting right here, the Walkers, all the way from Atlanta, celebrating 40 years of marriage. Amen. I said, I said to them, you know, when my wife passed away, Lottie, in 2014, and my baby daughter six months later, and that's the reason for this bookum. But it will be out next month, How to Get Through It. Amen. Now, you're going to hear me say in that book, by the grace of God, you will get through your it. But there are some it's that God will bring you through that you will never get over. Through, but not over. I I want to just say to you, when my wife passed away, we had been married 68 years. People don't live that long anymore. And um, (laughs) so I congratulate you. We had 68 good years but not perfect years because there is no perfection here on this planet. Lord, I've tried. Tried to be what you want me to be. Sometimes up, sometimes down, sometimes almost to the ground. But Lord, I've tried. Keep on trying. I'm saying this now. I'm giving you this free. You don't going to pay for this. All the married couples in here, keep on trying. And by and by, you will discover that you've been together for lo these many years. My wife and I had beautiful children, four. One fathered her in death. I have my baby boy here with me today, and I notice that there's not a senior nowhere but there is a junior on the planet. And he's in the same profession that I'm in. So the distinction is SR, behind my name. I am the senior. No, I ain't just Matthew Southall Brown. That, that could be anybody. That could be me, him, and it's four of us on the planet. His son and his son's son. So you all have these Matthew Southall Browns to aggravate you for a long time. Now, having said that, let me just share with you one of my favorite hymns. And it says, I'm thine, O Lord. I have heard your voice. And it told of your love for me. I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer, drawn to thee. And then Fanny Crosby, who is the author of that moving and beautiful hymn, continues to write, Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast hope and my will be lost in thine. And then she said, draw me nearer, Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. I sing that song often simply because I just don't feel brother pastor that I'm narrow enough. And as you grow older, you are going to discover that you are going to feel like me, that you just want to get narrow. Just get narrow. And that's what I am trying to do day by day. For when I think of Calvary, And all that the Lord has done for me, I wonder, I said I wonder, is he satisfied with me? So, I want to be drawn closer. Now, having said that, let me just have a quick word of prayer. Father in heaven, thank you for this, another preaching moment. I pray for the overcoming by faith family, and I pray for Pastor Rick. He has an awesome, a Herculean job here to do. What she's doing, I pray that you will give him the needed strength and all of his staff. And yes, Miss Diane, have mercy, Lord. Give me power now from on high to do what I have to do, and that is present you to these your people. May the words that fall from these lips of mine be words of information as well as inspiration. Bless them, keep them, hold them, and guide them, I pray in Jesus' name. Can we say together amen? Amen. (laughs) Pastor Rick, and that's Pastor Ricky Temple. I want to personally thank you. Now this is the second time, I think the first, well I don't know East Broad Street, but wherever it was, this is the second time I want to thank you for inviting me, little old me, to come and to impart the word to you. As I said earlier, I'm being, and Brenda will bear this out, I'm being pulled here and there at 96 and a half. 99 and a half wouldn't do. I'm going for a hundred y'all doing what I'm doing Today, I want to commend you and Diane. Excuse me, no disrespect, but I take them as my children. I want to talk to you just a little bit about how did we get from there to here. How this being Black History Month, the month that America sets aside to celebrate what African Americans have contributed to this country and the legacy that so many of our people have left. So I'm I'm not going to bother you a long time because I want you to remember what I said. How did we get from there to here? I like the way Jesse Jackson puts it. Jesse Jackson said, the hands that picked cotton." are now picking presidents. (laughs) Now, if you do that, I ain't going to get through this. (laughs) Let me just say this. That if you don't have any idea as to where your ancestry came from, then you ain't going to cut no path to nowhere. You got to understand that your mama, great, great mama, great, great father, came from there and look at us today. We are here. I was sitting in your office just sort of reminiscing and I thought about the time you came by the church on East Broad Street and of course I was the first African American chaplain in the city and county of Chatham. The first Junior diesel engineer on Savannah River. And I'm glad we don't have to say first anymore. Second and third now, nah. fourth and fifth. But I was thinking when you came by there one day, and the chaplains are out there with their captain bars and uniforms, and, and, and Pastor Rick said, I want to do that. What I appreciate in him and his wife and all of you of overcoming by faith. What I appreciate about this ministry is that you are never satisfied as to where you are. So you went on over on East Broad Street and the question is raised today. How did overcoming by faith get from East Broad Street to Mill Ground Road? Think about it. How did our ancestry packed in the hull of ships, laying in One another's feces. How did they get from there to where we are today? Somebody came with my mom by my house, and it's it's really now a museum. So many plats and pictures, and this, and I I just put them up all the other day. But somebody came by. And they were looking, and they said, you you know, it's amazing how far you have come. (laughs) Do you ever stop to think how far you have come, overcoming by faith? And I think that this is a good time of the year February when we celebrate our history in this nation. For you to look back and to see how far God has brought your family. Now, let me give you maybe a couple of scriptures. And I hope that you will commit them to memory And read them when you get home. One is found, and I got some notes there, but I ain't going to go back over that. One is found (laughs) in Zechariah. Zechariah. Not Malachi, Zephaniah, but (laughs) Zechariah. One is found in Zechariah 4, 6. And in essence, here's what it says. It says that not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. Can I get some help out there? Yes. Save the Lord. You, you did not get where you are by yourself. That's why I don't use this old adage about putting up by your own bootstraps. because you didn't, your ancestry didn't have no boots. Right. Right. So. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. Save the Lord. I was showing somebody. Some, some of the artifacts in my home. And I want to just extend to any of you who feel like you want to drop by one day, but, but call me now before you don't walk in on me. <laughs> I, uh, I go to bed at 12 o'clock at night. I take telephone calls up to 12. But don't call me before 10 in the morning. <laughs> now I was showing them two pictures. That my grandfather, my mother's father, he made a living matting and framing pictures. And I often wondered as a kid how can a man feed a family hanging and matting pictures? But then it dawned on me. When James Overthorpe settled Savannah in 1733, he brought with him what is known as indentured slaves. People who couldn't pay their debts who don't look like you and don't look like me. He brought with them Indentuously, They worked and sent money back to the old country to pay off their debts and to become free. Now, back to my grandfather. He realized that there was a market in hanging and matting pictures. And I didn't realize that until one day somebody just asked me, well, uh Mr. Brown, what would you, if you had a fire in your home, and I'm looking at all this stuff, what would you try to save? Well, the first thing I thought about, I I'm going to try to save my money. <laughs> I, sure don't, I sure don't want it burned up. <laughs> now, you know, there's a name and a lot of things I try to save. So he said, no, you would. You better gathering all of your pictures. Because pictures, if they ever burn, you don't duplicate them no more. I don't know about y'all with all this modern technology now. And I thought about that thing. I said, so that's how my grandfather improvised. Improvised. Im-, I'm gonna say it again. We made it because our ancestry were people who improvised. I used to see my mama make. Uh, what? Uh, she used to make butter. She used to make all kind of stuff. Improvising, figuring out a way to do it. Our young folk don't do that no more. And that's why we are the greatest consumers in the world. All, you, all the other folk got to do is make it, open the door, and invite us in and have you come. <laughs> so my, my grandfather improvised. He made a job for himself. He fed his family, fed his children off of matting matting and hanging pictures. I got two pictures in my home. My other son, who is a historian of the family, uh, he had the other one in Atlanta. But, and those pictures are well over 100 years old. And they are still hanging there. Matted, hung by my grandfather. I, t- I told several young people yesterday that I ran into. And I, want, I told the young man back over there where he went. you were showing me. I said, you are my plan. I must have told 30 or 40 young men and young women. You are my plan. And I want everybody in this room, if you are 50 and younger, I'm telling you, you are my plan. And if you fail, I don't have no other plan. Why? Because you are my plan. Now, I didn't take time to put the scripture to it because if I had started doing that, they would have walked off away from me. But do you remember when Jesus was on his way back to the Father and his 12 disciples were there? They had replaced Judas with a fellow by the name of Matthias. And he was, Jesus was talking to the group, telling them, well, I'm going back to the Father now. So one disciple in the group said, well, he, they were apostles by now because a disciple, listen, is a learner. An apostle is a teacher. So they were apostles now. So one of them said, Lord, What are you going to do with this new movement you started called Christianity? Well, you know that, Pastor Victoria, and taught you that everything before then was Judaism. So, Jesus looked at his inquirer and the rest of them and said, I have you which meant that you will carry on this new movement called Christianity. So somebody told me, he say, you can't preach if you don't have any imagination. The old preacher used to grab his ear. Well, what, are you, what are you grabbing back there for? He said, we're listening for the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Can I use my imagination? Yes. I believe It was Peter, the one who always spoke up. said, Lord, suppose the twelve of us fail you. And Jesus looked at them and said, if you fail me, I don't have no other plan. Wow. That thing hit me like a ton of bricks. If you fail me, I don't have no other plan. So I tell every young person that I see now, you are, and I'm looking at Mickey out there. My, yeah, I taught Mickey how to skate. Raise your hand, Mickey, and she still can't skate. <laughs> <laughs> I told every young person, you are my plan you my plan, man. You my plan. You my plan, Sheila. You my plan, Diana. You my plan, Pastor. And if you're overcoming by faith, fail me. If you fail, you have failed me. Because I don't have another plan. And that's what Jesus told them. And when I read that thing, I said, wow, you mean to tell me I'm the Lord's plan? Well, I can't fail. And listen, I'm 96 and a half, and I didn't fail. All over this nation, even abroad, I have carried his name. I got an invitation, Uh, Sister Walker, the other day, from a lady said, hello. I said, hello. Is this Mr. Matthew Brown? I said, yes. This is Mrs. Jacobs from the Netherlands. (laughs) Well, who in the world will be calling me from the (laughs) Netherlands? And she went on to explain how she got my information. And I'm going to explain what this 221 means. It's supposed to be up there, I don't know where. It is. Hope I didn't drop it off. <laughs> That's a whole other story. But let me tell you, it like everything I'd got and, I'd do and i do do just is a story behind it. So she called and she said, we have a cemetery here in the Netherlands. And I fought all over the Netherlands, across the Elbe River, across the Rhine, into Berlin and waited on the Russians with their antiquated equipment. I was, I was right along with Patton. Remember he slapped that boy? So, so she said, we want you to come and celebrate the black soldiers. She said every year they celebrate the other soldiers in the cemetery. But we want you to come. We will pay for you from your doorstep to the Netherlands and back. But we know that if you were in World War II, you got to be in your 90s. And ain't many of us left now. Most of them either dead, crippled, lame, or crazy. (laughs) And we want you to deliver the message. And she said, we're trying to raise some more grant money because we know that this is too far for you to travel by yourself. So my son, the historian, Leonard, Alvin Brown, farmer educated in Atlanta. He has consented to go. But the point that I'm making, y'all, is that you did not, overcoming by faith just did not happen up here on Mill Ground Road. There was a process There was some improvising. There was some faith. There were some people who prayed. And as a result, you are here on Middle Ground Road with all these people. The pastor took a few minutes to sort of give me a tour. He took me in there with, I don't know, I don't know how many people, one, semi. with all this technology, sitting there before all these monitors and people. And then he told me about how many people. That's what I like. I like process. I like to see people move forward. My theme was, I had two themes when I passed it. No day is too long, and if anybody here who can help me, and no night is too dark. If you need your pastor, but don't call me now if your toenail hurting. <laughs> you, you call your prediaturist. Don't call me. So I have lost. How much more time I got? Huh? <laughs> two more minutes? Good gracious at life. I got more than that to say. <laughs> but Pastor Rick, you know what you're going to have to do? you have to let me come back here. How, how did we get from back there to where we are today? Can I quote one more time? Jesse Jackson. The hands who once picked cotton are now picking presidents. Not only picking presidents, but being who is the president. (laughs) Living in the White House. Not four years, but eight years. How in the world did we get from back there to where we are today? And I just want to answer that question by saying, by the grace of almighty God. Not by power. Not by might other scripture that I wanted to share with you comes from 1 Peter 18 and 19. That says, you were not redeemed. And that word redeemed means brought back by corruptible things. But you were redeemed by the power of and the blood of God. I'm wrapping it up now. How many more? One more minute. (laughs) Wrapping it up. I'm going to wrap it up with this story. That's recorded in my first book. I don't have none with me because I can't keep them. Folks just keep buying them. Now, if you want to buy the first and second and the third one, I live at 927 West Victory Drive, 2363173. <laughs> you call me. Now you can get it from Amazon, Books a Million, but you got to ask for it by the author's name, not by the name of the book, the author's name. But now don't bring the book to me to, to sign and you don't pay for it at Amazon. <laughs> Let me close this thing out. (laughs) You want to read in my first book a story about a young woman who was driving her father somewhere and they ran into a storm. People were pulling off the highway and she looked at her daddy and she said, Daddy, don't you think we need to turn around because other people are turning around, stopping? But he said to her, no, just keep driving. But she said, Daddy, everybody is turning around. But he said, keep driving. And this little girl kept driving, and after a while, she ran out of the storm into the sunset. A pastor, overcoming by faith. If you're going to cut a new path, I want you to keep driving. Don't stop. Don't turn around. Do you hear me, Dan? Keep driving overcoming faith, keep driving, and yes, you will cut a new path.
2: Come on for a second. I want you to come back over here for just a minute. I want you to come over here for just a minute.
1: Now, when I come back, I'm going to do this soon. You're
2: going to need that right there. Okay, hold on for a second.
1: Yeah, that, that no, that's
2: out no, the overflow. That's that double flow. We take that. Y'all sit down for a minute. Just for a quick second. We don't get the uh, we have the honor of having you here today. I want you to do me a favor though. I want you to answer two questions for me. Yes, sir. This is my QA with you. If
1: I can, I'll answer.
2: Them. You answer. What does it feel like to be 96 and a half?
1: What I'm not it? the answer man. You got to ask the Holy Ghost. The one that makes you run with nothing behind you. <laughs> the one that makes you cry, but there's nothing to cry about, asshole. <laughs> okay,
2: yeah, that's good. I'll take that.
1: All uh, right, that's the first question. What, what do you do or how you feel?
2: Yeah, how do you feel?
1: When you're 96? 96. But well, everybody that I saw yesterday and a lot of folk I saw today say, oh man, you look good. I, mean, I say, I feel just like you say I look good.
2: Good. good. What would you say to a young person who, is, who wants to live as long as you've lived and do as well as you've done? What, what
1: one piece of advice I'm you not going to tell you that with this, all these people in here. Because they leave here and say, Pastor Brown said, and I didn't know. But so I can, I'll tell you that secretly.
2: Secretly? Yeah. Okay. Did you enjoy Pastor Brown? <laughs> I love it. I love it. you. I'm
1: Huh? I'm so sorry of you. I don't know what to do. I've lost about three or four buttons since I've been here. Popping off, my chest sticking out.
2: Well, we love you. And would you do me a favor one more time? Give a big hand one more time. Thank you, Pastor Brown. Thank you, guys. Come on. Thank you. Come on. Give him a big hand. Make him feel we're welcome. Come on, guys. Thank you. Come on, people. Make him feel really welcome. We love him. (laughs) Sheila, come on up. Sheila Bishop was a member of your church for many years. What do you have for him?
3: Wow, this is quite an honor.
1: It's an honor to see you. (laughs) You know, I've pastored her for a long time.
3: Actually, October the 18th, 1985, doing a revival week with Reverend Garrett from Florida. Sure, uh, right. stewardship week. One
1: stewardship. Yep. That's right.
3: That, that's when I received Christ down in the Lord's sanctuary at the Mighty Fortress. Yes. It took uh, three or four nights to coming to the altar and a personal letter from the pastor to say, Look, just give your life to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pastor Brian, we have something that we just want to give you. Uh, we know about, and I'm helping you open this. I'm not saying you can't do it because you're 96, but uh, we wanted to present you with something now because we realize doing? that you are, have lots of plaques and lots of other wonderful things, and so we just want to give you something usable.
1: Y'all want to see who it is, what it is? Uh, I'm going to let them over it. Yeah. I'm excited. You excited? I certainly sure am. All righty.
3: Let's see here. Let's get this open. Man, Brittany did a great job here.
1: She, 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 she didn't intend for me to get in.
3: Yeah. <laughs> this says, Pastor Matthew Southall Brown, pastor of a lifetime. And this well, is a throw that you can use when you're taking your nice, wonderful naps and not taking phone calls. And
1: I take one every afternoon.
3: Every, that's what we heard.
1: Every afternoon.
3: That's what we heard. So and we past, hope you will enjoy Rick, this. That's a part of
1: living United States. Doing what I'm doing and feeling the way I feel. Now, I'm not going to tell you the other thing.
2: You tell me that later. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Give him a big hand. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor. (laughs) All right. All right, you may be seated again. We're so glad you're here. And for some of you, we we were trying to figure out what we can give him. He got rooms full of plaques, rooms full of all that stuff. So he wants something he can wrap up warm in. So we said, amen, we'll give him that. And y'all know we're going to do a little bit more than that too, right? Come on, amen. So thank God. One more time. Last time, give him a big hand, Pastor Matthew Southall Brown. Now let me say, those of you who came to hear me today, if you missed me and you wanted to hear the sermon series I'm in, part uh, whatever it is, I forgot now, it's called When the Wind Blows. It's a great series. You can go on the app. You can go on the, and, and by the way, I saw all y'all filming him. Y'all don't film me. What's going on? <laughs> What's the problem? I saw all them cameras. I said, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute now. I'm trying to get <laughs> If you, uh, for two things. One, this will be on the internet, on our website. You'll be able to watch it forever and eternity. We're going leave them up, Matthew Southall Brown. You can be able to Google Savannah to Overcome by Faith, Matthew Southall Brown. Listen to it if you want to. Share with friends. Lincoln send it around. And um, it also, uh, it's going to be on the app. All that's going to be there at the end of today. So you'll be able to see it all. So if you missed it in your camera didn't get it all, we have it all for you. <laughs> Secondly, let me say this to you. We have a powerful, powerful opportunity for you right now to pray with me. Can we pray? Father, we thank you for this service. We thank you for all that's been accomplished today. We leave with your with your, with your your word on our hearts. It is so important for us to always remember the difference that our seniors make in our lives. This is an example for all of us. We can live longer, be healthier, and still be vibrant and alive. And for all these people in their 60s and 70s who act like they're dead, Lord, touch them now in Jesus' name. (laughs) We've already given up on life, all of you in your 70s and 60s, who've already said no more life. Lord, I thank you for this rebuke today because we can still keep going and still be strong. And everybody say amen. Lord I also pray for anybody in this room who'd say, you know after hearing this talk today, how did I get from here and how do I how, how in the world did I get from from where I've been to where I need to be? Lord today, maybe they need to give their lives to Jesus. Today may be the day they need to say, Lord, you know I need you in my life. My walk with God has not been where it needs to be. but pastor Rick before I leave out of here today, I want you to pray for me. He says some things that touch me today and I need I need, I need to make a change in my life with every head and body every eye close if you're a here person person here today, and you just want me to pray with you about your walk with God, you may be watching from home, wherever you are, I want you to raise your hands. so I can pray for you. Pray for me. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, fifteen, 10, 15, so or so. I see about that many people who are saying I want you to pray for me. Can we all lift our hands and join them in prayer? Father, we lift our hands for these who raise their hand. Many raise their hands saying, I want Jesus as the Lord of my life. What I heard today made me think about my walk with God. The wind of the Holy Spirit has blown in and touched me. And I need God in my life. Lord, let this be that transforming moment where they will never be the same. Would you pray this prayer with me, please? Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. I want to get to the place you want me to be in life. I want to serve you. I want your best for my life. So I invite you in my life. In Jesus' name. And I want to live to be 96 and a half. Still able to talk, walk, drive, preach, and travel overseas in Jesus name. (laughs) Amen. Come on, give God a big hand clap. That's what I want for my life. (laughs) That's what I want.